welcome to the Happy, Healthy, Unfiltered Woman podcast. I'm your host, Jen Braun, a mom to the spunkiest little girl, a dog lover, ice cream obsessed, and overall, I'm pretty awkward in social situations. (laughs) And we are here to break down the topics that we deal with as women with no topic off limits. This podcast is for you if you're struggling with dieting, tired of restricting, want to truly change your life and feel confident in yourself once and for all. I am so excited to have you. Let's get to today's episode. Hello, everyone. We are so excited to have you back on the Happy Healthy Unfiltered Woman podcast. Uh, I am over the moon excited to have registered dietitian Holly Dykstra on with us. Welcome, Holly. Thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Of course, of course. Holly is a certified intuitive eating counselor. She's the owner of the GR Dietitian out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and she specializes in one-to-one intuitive counseling and small group support. And today we are talking about body image and self-compassion and how it really can dive into so much of our past and so many things can contribute to the way that we view ourselves and ultimately you know, distort how we live and think about, you know, our own bodies every day. And we're going to try and break that down for you today so that you can have tangible things to take away. So you can start living life on your terms and viewing yourself and your body as the incredible being that it is. Um, So Holly, talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, your experience with clients with body image and what they've said to you and, you know, just what your initial conversation is. Oh, this is such an Awesome topic. I'm really excited to talk about it because I um, I am really passionate about intuitive eating, as you know. Um, but I find that whenever I start doing work with clients um, towards intuitive eating and embracing a non-diet approach to nutrition, it's really confusing because we know that traditional dieting um, is really familiar in our culture and that's a, a just a really different approach of like a all or nothing um, you know more of a, a quick results um, and then we also know that that's not really a very wonderful way of treating ourselves and and it leads to usually just poor health outcomes um, and poor self-esteem and just thinking of ourselves in a negative way so with that, it's kind of a difficult process, but that's where I feel like it's incredibly important for us to embrace self-compassion and body image um, with the intuitive eating work. And I, I don't think there's a lot of resources. If somebody was to read intuitive eating, it's there, it's it's in the book and it's in the framework, um, but there's just not a lot of it uh, that's really given to people. Um, I think we just need a lot more information on there because that's where I find that people struggle the most is even if they can embrace moving away from dieting, it's still really hard to be able to accept themselves. So it's 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 just kind of a, you don't really think about that, right? When you think about like, okay, I'm not going to diet anymore. I'm going to start eating intuitively. You don't think, well, I also have to, you know, think about how I consider myself and what I say to myself and the judgments and the negative thoughts I have that go along with that. Absolutely. And I don't think it's, it's talked about often enough how obviously our upbringing and everything that's you know externally surrounding us can even be a subconscious like we don't even necessarily like you know say oh I need to lose weight or oh I need to change my body but you know if we were to look at someone else and say you know someone say oh how do you you know like your body like oh it's needs to change Mm -hmm. you know and, and just easily pick things apart and then I also think that you know just the 
natural changes as as women, as moms, like those natural changes that are normal for overall, you know, keeping our bodies healthy and what they need to do isn't what we looked like when we were 16 pre, you know, mm-hmm. puberty. It isn't what we looked like at 21 and you know, why, why would we want to, why should we? And that's, I think, because of the standards that, you know, we're exposed to all the time. Yes. And that is something that the more I learn about body image, the more I realize we we don't think about that, about how body image is something that we're not born with. We don't think about ourselves in that way, even when we're really young, but then at a certain point it begins to develop and that's because of a lot of external influences. So I think it's really important to first start there. Like, why did I, why do I think the way I think about myself and my body image and realize that it's not just something that has always been there. So considering experiences from when someone is very, very young into adolescence and then into our 20s and all the experiences that we're having, you know, from family, from friends, from observing other people and what they're going through, um, from coaches, from cultural, you know, with the media or magazines, um, all these things that make us think that we have to be a certain way or that bodies have to be a certain way. And with the culture that we live in and the the idea of thinness being celebrated, it's really hard for many people to fit into what this specific body is that we think we have to be like. And then let's also acknowledge that body trends change decade after decade. And, and so how could you ever you know, fit within the current thinking of what appropriate body image is? So I think it's really good to start there just to say, hey, this is not your fault that you feel the way you do about your body. You know, there's a lot of influences. So let's just explore those because once awareness can come to the surface, then we can recognize what might be a trigger for someone to have a disrupted body image moment. So if they pass by a mirror and think something terrible about themselves, rather than saying, I am bad, I'm terrible, I'm, you know, whatever negative word you want to use, then you can pause and say, okay, but this is affected by what I learned as I was growing up when my coach said this, or when I saw that somebody who was thin was treated really well, right? So that's kind of where I think it's important to start, because that can give us a zoomed out lens and start thinking that it's more than just what we see in our tiny little bubble. It's, it's a lot of other things. And then from there, can we open up space to reconsidering? Absolutely. I think everything that you said is, is so spot on. And it also gives us a point of power, right? Meaning it's not just, I am ugly. I am, you know, I've let myself go. It's not just like defining, like, this is it. This is, you know, this is me. I'm a, I'm a failure and all the negative things. It's, wow, all these things have led up to, Mm -hmm. you know, and layered on to the way I view myself. And so it allows us to pinpoint and identify what it has really happened and what's really been, you know, creating this narrative in our brain. And, oh, I'd, I didn't actually create this. I didn't determine mm-hmm. these things about myself. And then, you know, opening yourself up to the permission to rewrite that narrative. Yes. And that is such a good point because I think that it's very easy for us to forget that we are our worst critics. Mm-hmm. 
And the research behind body image shows that so many people don't even notice other people and what they look like, you know, I mean, there's a really, or maybe they notice very surface things, but they're definitely not going to notice all of the things that that individual person notices about themselves and dislikes. And the research also shows that the more we focus on the things that we dislike about ourselves, the stronger that dislike will become. And that can lead to hatred, right? And that can also lead to ignoring other parts of the body, like, you know, toes and fingers and just these neutral areas. And instead, it can help us, you know, not help us, but it can make us focus on these specific parts that we really dislike. And then it can morph into so many things from there, right? And then that can lead us to seeking really, uh, you know, disruptive ways of living to try and fix that, like dieting and, you know, restricting to try and get thinner. And, And we just, we know that that's not the way that we should be going um, for health and for, and that includes mental and emotional health too. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good to recognize the impact that that can have on our eating, on our living, moving, the things that we do every day. So how can we start to just acknowledge that? And then where do we go from there? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's important to recognize, you know, and I think it's why a lot of people continue, you know, going back to dieting is because until we improve this relationship with ourselves, like our true internal, you know, worth as a, as a human, nothing will ever be enough. You know, no, no, you know, amount of weight loss, no amount of, you know, quote unquote skinniness, like no, none of that will, will ever be enough until we actually, you know, handle it. So, cause it feels like, oh, well maybe if I just, you know, do this for a little longer and, you know, I get to, you know, the body that, I, I want, um, but I think we're so skewed, or we can be so skewed on what our body actually looks like. Like, and that's what you said. The the subcon the um, body image is so subjective. Like, someone will look at you, and you have their quote unquote ideal, you know, body. But you look at someone else, and you're like, I want their body. They look so confident. Well, mm-hmm. do you really want their body, or do you want their confidence? And are they actually confident, or is it a, a front that they're putting? You know, what I mean? there's so many layers um, versus just saying I'm going to stop comparing myself to everyone else, and I'm going to start actually feeling, which can be scary. I work with a lot of clients on, you know, using the control on, you know, hating our bodies or, or you know, disliking ourselves and and controlling that narrative in order to not have to feel some of the deeper things from the past. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's hard, isn't it? Oh, it's so hard. Yes, that is a very good. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's the the feelings. And that's what I think so many people, you don't realize that that is a big part of intuitive eating. And it's funny because a lot of people, I think, you know, intuitive eating is, is misunderstood and there's a lot of reasons for that. It's just, uh, you know, not a traditional way of looking at eating. But also, I think a lot of people, when they first meet me and they hear what I do, um, they're like, oh, so you just tell people they can eat whatever you want, whatever they want. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not that at all. There's so much more to it. But I think that's where everybody's different. Everybody has their own experience with it, of course. But I continually find that body image is something that is not really. I think, you know, I ask my clients when I first start working with them, how do you feel about your body? And I think 90% of them say like hatred or dislike, strong dislike. Um, It's very rare that there's positive um, and sometimes there's neutral. But uh, so I think just kind of acknowledging 
that this is something that can impact us. And then the feelings that can come after that can really impact the way we eat. And the comparison factor too is so huge because that is a big piece of body image. And then how do you deal with that? Right. I remember, I remember hearing that quote, comparison is the thief, the thief of joy. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's true. And I see that, right. Because that's where, even if somebody is, is feeling like they're embracing intuitive eating and they're eating in a way that's comfortable for them, they will still come back to that body image piece. And it, it can be really confusing. Like, why am I having so much trouble with this when I feel like I'm getting freedom with food? So I think you're you're spot on with the um, the acknowledging the emotions piece, and then what do we do with that? And that's where I think self compassion is really important to be able to understand, you know, what that is and what it can offer someone. Absolutely, and I was just going to uh, bring up the self compassion, you know, piece. You and I were talking about it before. Um, can you break down because uh, you know we could we could give nutrition tips all day, and that's what I think. You know, a lot of people are like, just tell me, you know, what to eat or what not to eat, or you know, is this food good or bad, or you know, what have you. When the reality is that these are the things that are the deeper, you know, the other things matter, of course, but the deeper things that need to be handled, addressed, understood, educated on. Um, so you know when you're struggling with the body image piece of things, you know, how can we understand more about self-compassion and, you know, cause I think, you know, the self-compassion versus, Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm giving myself an out or I'm, mm-hmm. um, you know, allowing myself to just, to, to just whatever, be lazy. Like, I think that that's kind of where the, um, the thought fights itself internally mm-hmm. when, when people are first starting with this. So what are your, what are your thoughts, you know, on self-compassion and how to really implement it in this arena? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so self-compassion, um, I, I read the book written by Kristen Neff and she was the one that kind of started the research and really kind of getting more of a, um, a research way of looking at self-compassion and the impacts it has. Um, so with, so self-compassion, I think it's good to acknowledge that it's different. It's not self-pity, um, and it's also not self-esteem. It's different than those. Um, so self-compassion is really being able to offer ourselves a neutral understanding of how we feel and just being able to accept what is happening, um, but being compassionate towards ourselves. So it's 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 a big piece of self-compassion is being able to acknowledge that there are emotions that are happening. Um, So that's kind of the first place is what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? And I think a normal human reaction, and and Kristen Neff talks about this in her book, but we oftentimes want to, you know, fight or flight. So we don't necessarily want to face our emotions or we want to fight them. And this is where when you, you know, kind of pair that with, if you look at that from an eating perspective, um, having tough emotions, somebody might eat emotionally or binge, um, or maybe they'll try and restrict, or maybe they'll diet because they don't feel good about themselves. They feel like they need to be better. So this is where if we started to acknowledge that there is a feeling there, that's a really good place to start because if we have that fight or flight, you know, that initial gut reaction, like I have to do something rather than just sitting with that emotion, that's such a powerful thing that we really don't naturally want to do. So when we sit with our emotions, though, that's where really powerful stuff can start to happen because embracing what we're feeling and then understanding that like this is something that everybody experiences, that humans um, 
can experience hard emotions. So that's a big part of self-compassion is acknowledging that we as humans have this experience together. And the big thing is that that helps us realize that we're not alone. Because I think a lot of times when we have tough emotions, it's very easy for us to think I'm the only one feeling this um, and I need to be better to overcome this. You know, not everybody has that experience, but but a lot of times, especially um, if somebody has like all or nothing thinking or if they're really striving for, you know, perfection or just improving themselves. So acknowledging the emotion and then embracing the human experience um, is kind of two places to start with self-compassion. And there's a lot of work that can be done from there, right? Like acknowledging the emotions in itself, you can do so much work there, like the somatic piece of it and really feeling like the physical effects of the emotions. And, but, but just from a grand, you know, view, what am I feeling right now? And then acknowledging this is hard. This is a hard emotion. This is a hard feeling and it sucks. <laughs> Let's be real. It's not cool. I don't like it. Um, but I also know that like I'm not alone because other humans have this experience, right? And then the next step from there is to start to begin to learn how to offer yourself kindness and have compassion towards yourself and acknowledge that you need comfort and support. Because that is what we need. And this is where um, when we look at self-compassion and self-esteem, you know, people who have high self-esteem tend to feel better about themselves. They feel better about, you know, with eating body image, like that can increase with self-esteem. So, the, but the interesting thing about self-esteem is that you, a lot of times with self-esteem, um, people can get self-esteem by doing negative things. So like by comparing themselves to others and maybe feeling like they're better than others, right? Um, or maybe looking at um, situations and building themselves up by doing not so negative or not so positive habits. Um, so like over-exercising and restricting, and then if they get to a point of feeling very thin, then maybe their self-esteem temporarily goes up. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to acknowledge that that's different. But with self-compassion, the research shows that people who have more self-compassion have higher self-esteem naturally. So it is a way of making yourself feel better about your life and what you value without having such a negative way of getting there. Mm -hmm. and so the mental and emotional benefits can come from there. Absolutely. So many good pieces of information and tying it together. Um, I think that it was interesting you said about the feelings and how they're hard. I, when I had started with uh, my therapist, I don't know, a year ago or so, um, you know, she brought something up. I don't remember what the topic was. And she was like, and how does that make you feel? And I was like, I don't know. Like, what do you, uh, you know, cause we, we, you know, especially uh, I'm sorry, but especially as women and, and moms, mm -hmm. you know, we're, in survival mode or we're told you know to live and look and feel a certain way and yeah <laughs> what, what do you mean how I feel I just what I is just that <laughs> yeah is it good or bad I don't know um and then with the self-compassion piece it's almost it's almost like self-compassion is intuitive eating and self-esteem is dieting because yeah. <laughs> self-esteem is going to provide you the um if you're only doing things you know from a self-esteem perspective and not from a um and not in a you know positive way 
temporary, you know, um, boost. And then, you know, it goes back down versus the self-compassion, which is creating the long term. And so I think being honest with ourselves, it's something I talk mm-hmm. to my clients a lot, like with zero judgment, with zero, like, um, yeah, yeah, zero judgment and just saying like, how do I actually want to live? Like, am mm-hmm. I, am I cool with this roller coaster that keeps happening over and over that ultimately leads to me being unhappy and not, you know, fulfilling my life and, no, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve, you know, I wasn't put on this planet in order to, you know, do this. I don't have to keep putting myself last and, you know, only doing things that are going to temporarily make me happy when it, it's not the the ultimate, um, the ultimate reason for all of us. No, let's throw that out the window because no yeah. one needs that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, you have you have given us so much amazing, you know, information and insight and tools. Is there anything else, you know, based on what we've talked about that's come up for you that you wanted to share with our listeners before um, before we end today? I think just keeping in mind the um the 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 work that can be done on body image um, and bringing the awareness to all of it, right? So, so if somebody's going through the process of trying to, you know, reframe the way that they think about eating and just try to develop a healthier relationship with food, I, I think it's important to remember that, like, there are going to be, you know, ups and downs with the process. It's it's not like a specific way of going. So, just kind of acknowledging that you might experience hard moments, and then remembering that if you can be aware of what you're experiencing. Can self-compassion be helpful for your path? And then if you just try it, that's where like the more that you practice self-compassion, the more resilience you can actually build against negative emotions. So generally you will see really positive results, but it takes time. And that's where I think having that zoomed out lens and looking at it as it's not like I'm in this tiny little bubble in this moment and I don't know what to do. So I'm going to have a reaction. Um, it's more about learning how to step away from that and seeing it as a whole picture, you know, like, like zooming out from a camera and just seeing the whole picture and then understanding what do I need? Um, what am I feeling? What do I need? How can I, how can I embrace this moment and just try to, you know, get compassion for myself. And then if you try that, get curious about what can happen afterwards and like you said, judgment free. And there's, you know, I mean, definitely working with somebody um, like myself or you is, is really helpful just for that support or finding other people who are, you know, also going through the, the self-compassion journey. So it's going to help. And that's where I would just encourage you to try it um, and then seek support if you feel like you need it. Absolutely. Invaluable information, Holly. Thank you so much. Holly, where can we find you on um, social or what's the best way to connect with you um, outside of the podcast? I am on Instagram um, and my handle is uh, the GR dietitian. Um, So please follow me on there. And then uh, I also have a website. So it's www.grdietitian.com. And that's where you can find information about um, my services, how you can work with me, um, the support groups that I offer, the um, course that I offer for intuitive eating. Um, And there's also information about how to just schedule time to chat with me and see uh, what what we can work on. Amazing. Amazing. I'll put all that info in the show notes for you guys. And um, as always, thank you, you know, Holly, for your, you know, invaluable information. And um, for everyone listening, we 
are here for you. We know this journey is hard um, for so many levels, for, for so many reasons and so many layers. And if you have questions or concerns about a specific topic, comment below, you know, message me on, on Instagram. We can talk through it. And if there's any topics you want us to talk about in the future, um, we will absolutely um, put it in there. But otherwise, we will see you next time. We love you guys and have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy, Healthy, Unfiltered Woman podcast. I am so grateful to have you in this community. Follow me on Instagram at jenbron.rd for more information on creating your most confident life. I also have a link in my show notes to my free Facebook community. Inside there, there's free training, community support, all for free. You don't want to miss out on that. And if you're ready to ditch dieting for good, not feel ashamed of your body and create the life you desire, message me on Instagram and apply for my allow program. Let's transform your life. See you next time.